Yeah, Ken Singleton, a switch hitter. Uh, and one of the one of the best all-time Oriole hitters, really, when you think no about, question it. about and, it. And, and, and I don't say this just because he's on the other side of the line, but one of the things that I've missed most of all, in the even in the good years, the last six or seven, the Orioles don't have any hitters like Ken Singleton that make the other pitcher work. Yeah. Ken, is that a lost art these days? Uh, well, I, I will tell you, Stan, we, you see a lot more strikeouts nowadays. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, there are certain hitters that, that uh, go deeper into counts. Uh, certainly Aaron Judge of the Yankees yep. does. He draws a lot of walks. I think it's because uh, pitchers are kind of afraid of him. They work very carefully. Uh, but he's been on DL for a while, so they haven't seen him. Stanton, too, to a certain extent. Um, you're right. I, I don't see many guys in the Orioles like that. Now, they, they are free swingers. They, they're up there swinging the bat, uh, you know, trying to go deep in this cozy ballpark. But uh, uh, a lot of their home runs, I think a major percentage of the Oriole home runs are solo shots. And you know what Earl Weaver loved? He, he loved, loved the three-run three homer. Run homer yeah. I think, yeah, I think guys s- get on base and then somebody hit one. I want to say 63% of the home runs that they've hit this year, Kenny, have, have been solos. Yeah, absolutely. Let me wow. ask. Let me ask you something real quick. We were uh, in the hallway yesterday talking a little bit about, about the injuries the Yankees have endured here uh-huh. of late. What's the, what's the story on Aaron Judge right now? Uh, well, uh, he has yet to pick up a bat. I mean, initially, the Yankees said it was going to be three weeks before he'd be able to, uh, he might be back on the lineup. Well, now we're well past that, and it looks like we're going to go uh, deep into September before he's ready. He still hasn't picked up a bat. He still, he still says he has pain in his wrist. He's had a cortisone shot, but uh, still that hasn't alleviated the pain. So uh, uh, it looks like they're going to be a while without him. Uh, to me, I think Gary Sanchez will beat him back. Sanchez is uh, uh, going out on a rehab assignment starting today. He's going to play in the Gulf Coast League, uh, then work out for a day, and then head to AAA. And uh, uh, depending on how many games before they feel he's ready, he'll be back in the Yankee lineup. Uh, they're, they're talking about when the Yankees head out to the West Coast trip, uh, when they go to Oakland and Seattle, and that starts uh, September 3rd. Kenny, uh, Gary Sanchez, you've now mm-hmm. gotten, to, gotten to watch him a couple seasons. Would the Yankees be smart to proactively move him to first base? This is a guy whose injuries seem to be a lot dire- directly related to his squatting. You know, he's got the yeah. groin problems, and, and that doesn't seem like it's ever going to change. Yeah, to be honest with you, Stan, uh, I, I don't think they would do that. I think they, they recognize his value as a catcher and a, a good hitting one at that, although uh, this year he was hitting 188. But I think part of his problem was he wasn't in great condition this mm-hmm. year. Okay. Uh, he came off a decent year, a decent start to his career. But this year, I think his second time on the DL has more to do with getting him in shape rather than that groin injury he suffered for the second time. And, you know, the groin injury was not as serious as the first time, but I think the Yankees were kind of tired of uh, what he was doing behind the plate. Okay. wasn't moving very well. So basically, whenever you saw a video of him, it wasn't really much of him hitting. It was him running the bases and running in the outfield. And, and uh, I'm anxious to see what he looks like when he gets back here. And to Stan's point and that question, what does that mean then for Bird? At first, and also what well, we've seen. Well, he's saying they're not going to consider moving Sanchez. Well, okay, but first. what we've what we've seen out of out of Voight now, where yeah. last yeah. night, what, last night Aaron Boone says there's no question there's there are at bats for this kid to be mm-hmm. had. 
and we get it. We get it. I know it's been a small sample size, but yeah. it was pretty impressive last night. Well, Void's starting again today. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that would tell you that uh, you know Bird didn't get a hit in Miami. He's kind of struggled. He got hot. Oh, he got his average up into the two thirties, and he was rising. But now he's back around the two hundred mark. And the Yankees are in a situation where they need to win games. You know, they're, they're trying to make the playoffs, if not catch the Red Sox, who look like they're off and hiding from everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Yankees want to at least have the wild card game at home. And uh, you know, if they, if there's a bat to avoid, and he can contribute to uh, continue to contribute like he did last night, he'll play. We're talking with Ken Singleton. Ken, uh, you were a switch hitter in your day. The Orioles right now, obviously in a rebuild mode. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they now have the opportunity, at least for the next five weeks, to to have two switch hitters at the top of their order in Cedric Mullins, who I know you've only seen for one game, uh-huh. uh, and Jonathan VR. How, how much of a help is that to to the lineup, to the manager, to have a couple switch hitters in there? Well, uh, what you can do is, from a managerial standpoint, when you write your lineup down, you just write those guys in there. <laughs> You're yeah. going to play against everybody. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I think back to the day. It, it's funny you mention that, Stan, because uh, last night Eddie Murray was in town, and I yeah. had a chance to talk to my former teammate. And I, I, I believe that Earl started his lineup 3-4, put me third, Eddie fourth, and then built around that every day. Yeah, so, it does uh, make it easy. Yeah, it? it does make it a lot easier, especially if guys can be uh, productive. I mean, not many guys are going to be as productive as Eddie Murray, but uh, uh, if they're doing the job, they should be playing every day. Everybody was wearing those nickname uniforms last night, and they did a little video tribute for Eddie on the on the big board out in center field. Right. Yeah, and I he, saw and, that. And he stood up and he held his jersey up, which said "Steady Eddie" on the back yeah. of it, and that certainly well, was Eddie Murray, wasn't it? Sam? Yeah. Well, you guys know that that's very true. I, I mentioned it on the air last night that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he never hit more than 33 home runs in the season, but he ended up with over 500. That's pretty steady. Hey, you guys, um, you players that become ex-players, you miss the camaraderie of being in the locker room and being part of a team. You've had the benefit of over these last 15, 20 years of being part of a team in the broadcast booth. How excited did you detect Eddie is to be back as part of a team? Well, I, I, I can understand that. Uh, you know, Eddie's uh, been with other organizations, but I think uh, the Orioles are number one in his heart. Yeah. So for him to come back here uh, uh, really means a lot to him. Hopefully uh, somebody will listen to him because he has a lot of baseball knowledge. There's no doubt about it. It, just, it wasn't just the fact that he was a Hall of Fame player. Uh, you have to have a certain amount of smarts to play the game. And I, I think that the, if people listen to him and listen to his thoughts about not only the players that they have or maybe other players around baseball, you know, they'll come out ahead in this whole deal. And the same thing goes with Brooksy, too, but uh, now that Brooksy's back as well. Brooksy, Brooksy is back, and we, he, he makes no bones about his being more of a ceremonial position, uh-huh. and he's thrilled to be a part of it. But, Eddie, uh, I agree with you. Um, you know, when you talk about trying to translate Trey Mancini, Chris Davis even, a uh, couple mm-hmm. of those hitters that haven't gotten there yet of getting big hits all the time, Eddie Murray's mental approach to the game could rub off on a lot of people, couldn't it? Well, his, his ability to focus in big situations was almost like uh, no other player that I played with. Uh, you know, he came up in big situations. Well, he 19 grand slams. I mean, yeah. that should tell you something right there. That, uh, you know, when the bases were full, he was looking to do some damage, and he, he usually did. 
You know, uh, one of the, 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 the quotes that I always use is, John, I think it was Johnny Padres it's attributed to. He said, greatness in the clutch isn't the player stepping up as much as being able to stay even keel in that moment while mm-hmm. the other player recedes a little bit because of the pressure. Do you yeah, agree with that? I, I certainly do, Stan, and I will tell you this. I've said it many times on the air. When you step in there with men on base and a chance to do some damage and maybe put your team ahead late in the ball game, tell yourself as a hitter that the pitcher is the one in trouble here. Yeah. He, he's got to execute the pitches. If he doesn't make a, a good pitch and you hit the ball hard somewhere and it falls in, you're just uh, capitalizing on his mistake. He, he's the one who's in trouble. Well, we've seen Brooksy come back here in a liaison-type position. We've mm-hmm. seen Eddie, and we've talked a little bit about that. If the Orioles came to Ken Singleton after this year and said, you want to come back and maybe, I don't know, do 15, 20 games in the broadcast booth and then help (laughs) out? Home games. Home games, yeah, where you wouldn't have to travel or anything like that. (laughs) Uh, Well, Sorry, sorry, Singy, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. (laughs) I I think that ship has sailed. I will tell you this, yesterday I signed on with Yes Again for next year. You know, oh, you, oh is, okay. So yeah, you're my back. My boss is very persuasive. Uh, he called me about a month ago, and he said basically you can do what you want. We'll give you a very soft schedule. Uh, so you got the like you a, got the Palmer role now, the very soft <laughs> schedule. <laughs> so I'm not doing that many games. Uh, I've got it. See, we have so many guys who do our games that yeah, that for for me dropping back doesn't really hurt them the way okay. it might some other team. So uh, it's going to be two series in Baltimore, no travel. Two series in Tampa Bay. I have a home there. No travel, uh, and basically a uh, couple other series wherever I want to go. So uh, that's outstanding. Uh, you know, that's great. When you work with good people, you know you want to stay with them. And now he's now he's got that Johnny Carson type of thing going over Carson's <laughs> last three or four years. When you, he was you never work, on. work three days a week, right. and then the rest. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I got to hang out with Ross Grimsley and Bumbery and Tiffany Martinez and play golf. So. Uh, you know, that, that's big, too, for me now. Hey, uh, tell us a, a little bit about um, Aaron Boone as a manager. Uh, how do you think he's done? And have you talked to Joe Girardi, and is he chomping at the bit to get back? Or do you think he's settling in for a little bit on the TV gig? Well, I, I, you know, with MLB, he does a good job. Remember, yeah. Joe was uh, working in the booth with us yeah. before he went down to become the Yankee manager. Uh, I think Boone's done a good job. I mean, uh, look at the team's record, second-best record in baseball. If it wasn't for the Red Sox uh, and uh, what they've done this year, you know, Boone might be considered for manager of the year. He still might be. Yep. Uh, but the, the fact is, uh, you know, Alex Cora has done a great job up there with the Red Sox. I mean, these are two rookie managers, and they've piloted their teams to uh, the two best records in the game. It's uh, a really tough division. Uh, the division is kind of going back the way it was when I first got here with the Yankees. Where it was the Yankees and the Red Sox and everybody else trying to scramble? I had to laugh. Uh, so, I had to yeah. laugh because you, when I went in the booth yesterday to ask you about that, uh, about coming on the show, and and you referring to right now rookie managers doing really well, mm-hmm. and, I, and I mentioned the Nationals to you, and you looked at me, you just stopped dead in your tracks and looked at me and said. What the heck is going on down there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got a good team, and I thought they'd be much better than they are. And uh, I don't get to see them all that often, but I know that uh, the Braves are good. I know the Phillies are a very good team, two up-and-coming teams. And I don't know if the Nationals are going the other way now, but uh, certainly this year they have. 
How good are the two young players in the infield uh, that the Yankees have in Glaber Torres and Michael Andahar? Uh Well, uh, and Duhar is, uh, at this point, if, if they had to vote for Rookie of the Year, I think he would win. I mean, really? he's got mm-hmm. 41 multi-hit games. Yep. He's hitting close to 300. He's in the top 10 in the league in hitting. He's got uh, 37 doubles, I believe, and he's up there in extra base hits. I think only uh, one other rookie uh, with as many games played in Yankee history, had more extra base hits, and that was Joe DiMaggio. So that, that tells you uh, what Andujar is doing. As far as Torres, uh, he's starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, he, he went on the DL. He had a, a sore hip, a strain, and he was out for a while. Uh, he cooled off, but now it looks to me like he's starting to get his swing back. He's a very important player because he can play shortstop, and with Gregorius out, that's where Torres is playing now, short. Yeah, uh, let me ask you this, though. You, you, you mentioned the West Coast trip, uh-huh. and we heard a lot of guys last night in that clubhouse talking about the, the way they won that game last night. Very important win. We have, mm-hmm. to, we have to maintain our lead in the wild card, uh, but a lot of teams are chasing you, and you're going to get a chance to play a few of those teams yeah. uh, on the West Coast. That's a big, big trip for this club. Well, they're going to Oakland and Seattle, yeah. and uh, that starts on uh, Labor Day, September 3rd in Oakland. Uh, the Yankees did not win a game in Oakland last year. They they got swept in a four-game series, and all of them were heartbreak losses from the seventh inning on. Uh, they played a little bit better in Seattle, uh, so we'll see. This is a tough – Oakland's got a good club. I mean, yeah. they got a low payroll, but somehow they're doing it. Their bullpen's very strong, so they're, they're sort of like the Yankees. You want to have the lead going into the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning because they can uh, parade these arms out of the bullpen that are just lights out. How good was it to see Zach get that first save as a Yankee last night? Uh, uh, it, it was. Uh, he came over, and he struggled a little bit. I think getting acclimated to a new team, uh, struggled a little. Uh, he had a game where he gave up a home run in Chicago, another game where he walked in the tying run. Uh, but then he, lately he started to look a lot more like Zach Britton, and that means uh, strikeouts and, and ground balls. Yeah. And uh, last night – pick up his first save as a Yankee, particularly here at Camden Yards. I mean, a team that, uh, yeah. you know, he played for for so many years against the or- uh, with the Orioles and uh, did so well. I-, I pointed out last night, his year two years ago, might have been the best year that a closer's ever had. Uh, 0.54 ERA and the uh, 47 for 47 in saves. I, uh, you-, you just don't see that. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime sort of thing. One, one quick question about Britain, and then I got one other question for you. But uh-huh. if Zach were to really all of a sudden get on a roll for his next five or six games while Chapman's out, maybe eight or nine games while yeah. Chapman's out, do you see with Chapman's injuries that maybe Aaron Boone would sort of use Chapman more in the Andrew Miller-Cleveland role and keep Britain as a closer? I know I'm putting the horse before the cart a little bit, uh-huh. but could you see that happening? It could possibly happen, but there are several pitchers out there who could close games, including Britton. He's yep. got David Robertson. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't move Batances from the eighth inning spot. He's been so good there this year that they, they should just leave him there. Uh, I, but they do. He has some choices. Chapman is the closer. Yep. I, I think even Britton knows that. Okay. But uh, we don't know how long Chapman's going to be out. That, that's, you know, he's had this knee tendonitis off and on during the course of the year. And he he had a shot yesterday, and they, they say it's going to be a while before he's back. So Britain looks like he's going to be the man 
uh, closing games right now. All right, I got one last question for you. Put on your uh-huh. and ironically, the guy that's following you on the show today is Terry Crowley, who is a hitting coach. Extra- oh, the king of swing at the king of swing. Um, but I want you to you've you've seen Ken uh, Chris Davis probably yeah. eighty a hundred games over the last five six years, maybe even more than that, one hundred and twenty uh-huh. games. What do you see? I know he had a great night last night. Yeah. Do you see a guy who's capable of getting back to being 75% of what he was when he was one of the feared sluggers in the game? Well, I, last night, I think, I think he's hit 12 home runs since uh, late June. Yeah. So he, he might be starting to get it together here. I, I, this is, it's just too many swings and misses for me. Yeah. I, I, I just not enough contact. And you can see what he does when he does hit the ball. I mean, he hits it as well as anybody in the league. But it's just... I don't know if it's focus or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it, it just—that's uh, just too many. Just yeah. Throughout baseball, too many swings and misses. Yeah, you know, with him, to me, what I see is too many takes on the hittable pitches, and then uh-huh. he sets him. He sets himself up for failure by then giving the pitcher the the added edge of being able yeah, to maybe throw. Yeah, maybe he's guessing too much. Yep. All right, Ken Singleton, great news to hear that you're back for another year. Craig, that means we'll be able to Yeah, we'll be able to call him in. Yeah, Yeah, because when when you're going to have Ken Singleton followed up by Terry Crowley on the show, that's a heavy hitter lineup there. Yeah, make sure you tell Terry I said hello. I will. I will. I'll see you at the ballpark today. All right? All right, Stan. Okay. Okay, There you have Ken Singleton, one of the best.